I will not, so stop asking. Feed me. No, no more. I can't keep living with the guilt. Tough titty. You watch your language. Oh, cut the crap. Bring on the meat. Okay, okay. I'll bring you meat. I'll run down to the corner and pick you up some nice ground round. How about that? Don't do me no favors. Look. Hmm? It's my last offer, yes or no? You sure do drive a hard bargain. Done. Fine. Great. Don't think you're getting dessert. Welcome to Happy Fun Time Movie Hour. My name is Eric. Sitting across from me is Arwen. We are the family-friendly podcast that talks about rated R movies. And more. And more. Hey, if you like us, follow us on Facebook. We are Happy Fun Time Movie Hour. You can also follow us on Twitter. We are at Funtime Movies 1. That is Funtime Movies and the number one. Like us, share us, subscribe to us on all platforms, including Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Spotify, uh, Pandora, and The Ilk. And let's get to the show. So we recorded this one uh, a week or so ago, and... Uh, the audio sucked. Oh, my audio was great. There was something going on with yours. Yeah. And we're pretty sure it was my really old, old laptop. <laughs> yeah. So we got some new hardware mm-hmm. to continue this podcast. Yeah. Otherwise, we'd have had to cancel ourselves. Wah, wah, wah. Little Shop of Horrors. PG-13. 1986. One hour, 34 minutes. Directed by Frank Oz, starring the newly punched Rick Moranis, (laughs) Ellen Green, Vincent Gardenia, and Levi Stubbs from The Four Tops. Mm -hmm. This has to be my favorite go-to Halloween-style movie. Really? Yeah. I don't... I, I, I watch Nightmare Before Christmas a lot. Oh, I love it. But I really love Little Shop of Horrors. You know, it's funny. Uh, one of our top listened to podcasts mm-hmm. is actually the one on Nightmare. Uh, yeah, I know. People love it. It's such a good movie, though. It is. It is. And I'm not going to even say anything bad about Nightmare Before Christmas. I'm just saying Little Shop of Horrors. If I had to choose... Mm-hmm. It would be Little Shop of Horrors. And it's funny, because they're both musicals. Yeah. This movie uh, opens up with, like, some narration and, like, a a text scroll. Yeah, it kind of reminds us of that uh, older guy who used to open up Ed Wood movies. Yeah, Criswell. Yes. Yeah, he he was an interesting fella. He believed in his whole heart that he could do what he says he did. And he would do, what would he... He'd predict the future. Oh, yeah. And he was never right. No. <laughs> I predict in 1977, people will live under the ocean. You know, I remember being a kid and that was like the dream. Yeah, People I know. were trying to figure out how they could build homes under the underwater. Sequest. Yeah. Come on. Sequest. Um, Namor. I don't know. I don't know. Atlantis has always been like an intriguing thing for people. Yeah. 
Um, and I love watching those really dumb documentaries. Like, we may have found Atlantis finally. I'm like, all right, let's let's uh, look at what this is. And it's like, well, that just looks like um, there was a civilization, and you it's know, underwater now. it's underwater, and but there's no people there. No. <laughs> um. Yeah. Like we said, this is a musical. And it opens with the song, Little Shop of Horrors. Mm -hmm. And we get to kind of meet um, the narrators of the movie. Mm -hmm. uh, Crystal, Chiffon, and Ronette. And I love their names. Yeah. They're, the, uh, they're, the, they're called the Greek uh, Chorus. I think that's what it's called. We'll come back to that. Well, it reminds me of um, that Disney movie, Hercules. Mm -hmm. You know, they always had the three... The three female singers. Yeah. And I, I they're the, supposed to be like the same thing, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. And they're named after the Crystals, the Chiffons, and the Ronettes. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like an homage to uh, the 1950s, early 60s trio groups. Mm -hmm. um, like Destiny's Child. Yeah. After there was five of them. I'm pretty sure Destiny's Child was five people. Did it start with five? And, and then, then it, it went down, it went to, down three, to three. And then it just became Beyonce because Are you mixing screw that, that with woman. In Vogue, though? No. Okay, good. Because In Vogue had five women. They're called En Vogue. Whatever. <laughs> they have a good song I'm thinking about right now about you. <laughs> yeah. Um, we get to hear a little snippet of John Candy. He's the DJ... Uh, on the radio, and he's talking about Kennedy and the total eclipse of the sun. Yes. Um, Mr. Moshnick is reading a newspaper that's talking about the eclipse of the sun. Um, Bonnie Tyler is singing about an eclipse of the sun. <laughs> so, so before we get too far into the movie, I want to talk about the sets really quickly. Okay. And that uh, Moshnick's is a flower shop. That looks like it has no flowers in it. Yeah, and if they do have flowers, they're kind of like... They gotta be dead. They're, yeah, they're like dried up and yeah. crusty. And I kind of love the look of this place. Yeah. It's it's old and torn down. But when they go out into the street and you get a street view of this, this set had to have been huge. Yeah, it's the uh, the famous set. The uh, what, are, what is it? Uh, they filmed James Bond there. Oh, yeah. And mm -hmm. uh, various other things. You can make it rain in there. You can put atmosphere in that thing. It's amazing. It's gigantic. And I think it's in England. Uh I forget the name of this the the. the I know studio. which one you're talking about though. Pinewood Studio. Yeah. And yeah, they they filmed many of the James Bond uh, movies in there. Um, I'm sure they've done westerns. You could just build a whole city. I mean, you could see the matte paintings, especially in on Blu-ray and. Oh yeah, yeah, but you're not really paying attention to any of that. No, but. It's really, it's there, it's beautiful, and it's a thing that doesn't happen anymore. Yeah, no, everything's CG'd in the backgrounds now. Yeah, they'll just put, like, a green green wall there, and they're like, we'll put a city there, and it'll be, like, it'll look like a billion people live there. It's really weird to see some of these uh, shootings, like, uh, scenery shootings, oh. because... Uh, uh, there was one documentary or something I saw. It was behind the scenes. And um, it was just the actor in a in a green box. 
Yeah. And I was like, oh, how does the actor know? I mean, you've got to have some talent to pull off. Yeah, I've because seen... Because you don't have any scenery to work off of. I've seen behind the scenes of uh, Sin City. Oh, yeah. And he was just... Yeah, he was in a square box that was supposed to be a car. Yeah. And it's shaking a little. And he's reacting to something that isn't really there. Yeah. That's why you get bad performances mm-hmm. out of good movies is when there's just nothing to react to. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I feel like that kind of um, acting is suited well for people that grew up on theater. Yeah. That worked in the theater because they have to build that mm-hmm. scenery by themselves. Yeah. And this movie, speaking of theater, um, is a musical from an off-Broadway musical based on a 1960 movie mm-hmm. called The Little Shop of Horrors. You can you can watch The Little Shop of Horrors almost anywhere. The black and white one? Yeah. yeah. Because mm-hmm. it's kind of public domain now. Oh. So Riff Tracks has done a a, a riff of uh-huh. it. Um you can watch the full movie on like Tubi. You can watch it on YouTube. It's an early Jack Nicholson film, too, isn't it? It's Jack Nicholson's first acting role. He in was a movie. The dentist, right? No. No. He was the patient. Oh, okay. Okay. So, yeah. So we, we meet Seymour. He's breaking crap. Uh, then we meet Audrey. She's a busty little woman that has big hair. She got a shiner. Almost played by Cindy Lauper, by the way. Weird. Yeah, this movie was almost directed by Scorsese. I just can't picture what that would have produced. He's done comedies. Yeah, but I just can't, I can't picture him doing this film. Me either, but he was, he was set to direct, Spielberg was set to produce. Yeah. And just, things just fell through. Yeah. Um, Spielberg was doing his own thing at this point. Um, probably Gremlins, it's 86. Mm-hmm. Um and and Scorsese, of course, is doing his gangster films around this time. I, I believe Goodfellas came out soon after this mm-hmm. movie. So they were doing their own thing. They got Frank Oz. Frank Oz had big ideas. We've seen Frank Oz movies in the past. Um, he he directed The Dark Crystal. Uh, quick Change, right? Quick Change. Yeah. Um, we we know that he did. Uh, uh, he had just done Muppets Take Manhattan. Mm-hmm. He's the voice of Miss Piggy and Yoda. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, he's a puppeteer. This movie has a puppet in it. Yeah, it makes sense. You gotta have somebody that's good at this. Oh, and yeah. And he's good at this. Audrey has a black eye. Mm-hmm. Never in my life would I ever say domestic abuse is hilarious, but here, it kind of is. I'm t- wouldn't say it's hilarious. I mean, <laughs> she makes domestic abuse seem like it's a hoot. Yeah, and you know, one one of the themes that we'll get to, like pretty soon we're getting to a song about Skid Row, which is yeah. where they live. And it shows the lengths that people will go through mm-hmm. to get out of a bad situation. Right. So yeah, um We'll get to our first song then. It's called Downtown. Yeah. Um, people call it Skid Row 
as well. And yeah, it's it's a it's a song about how living downtown, you're poor. Mm-hmm. Um, Everything's you broken. You don't eat well. Um, you you work all day, sometimes twelve hours a day, mm-hmm. just to make your rent. Yeah. Um, and it's it's sad. Which means that they're working in crappy jobs. Yeah. That don't pay anything. To pay rent that is next to nothing, probably. Yeah. Um, this song opens with a, a woman whose mm-hmm. voice I want to listen to every day of my life. She is amazing. She's a Tony Award winning uh, singer. And she sang that live on the set. That's amazing. I mean, a lot of it, a lot of the songs they sang mm-hmm. while they were doing the, the movie but then they had also recorded mm-hmm. over that um, in case it, it didn't, didn't sound, sound great. Mm-hmm. She knocks it out of the park. Oh, yeah. She was a professional. And uh, the Greek chorus, they sing so well. Mm-hmm. Um, one of them is Tisha Campbell. Mm-hmm. And I know her from Dr. Ken. Um, a lot of other people know her from Martin. Yeah. I never watched Martin. Mm-hmm. Um, she's the, uh, the singer from CNC Music Factory. She sings Everybody Dance Now. No, she's not. She said she did on Dr. Ken. That's just funny. Um, and no, so. No, they never showed the real woman who was singing on that. <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah. the other, one of the other singers was also on Martin. Yeah. Yeah. So we have two chicks that, uh that that worked in martin Mm -hmm. and then this movie stars steve martin so martin it's a martin affair but yeah um this song just talks about like uh a a lot of the time a a lot of the lyrics of this song is like gee i gotta find a way out of here yeah i gotta get out of here Mm -hmm. if i can't get out of here i'll i'll die here yeah um, I'll move heaven and hell to get out of here. Mm-hmm. And I know that feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I grew up with a parent on welfare. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't know how I'm ever going to get out of this situation. Yeah. I eventually did. It takes time. Oh, yeah. You can't give up. But you, you have to try. You can't just win the lotto and get out. No. And sometimes been, it's multiple jobs. Would have been nice. <laughs> yeah, I've I've worked two jobs at a time, and you've worked one job at a time. I've always gotten paid better than you, though. Yeah. So, and I also had to raise a kid. <laughs> yeah. But childcare is expensive. It really is. But here we are, doing our podcast and living in the lap of luxury. <laughs> so. They go back to work after they sing this song. Yeah. Which seems odd to say. Uh, They have no business. No, none. They show them in several scenes. And we watched a little bit of the musical online Mm -hmm. uh, on YouTube. And there's other songs in this musical that never got into the movie. Which I'm okay with. I'm sort of okay with some of it, but others I'm like, oh man, that that would have been a good song to be in the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Audrey's like, well, I gotta go on a date, you know. 
Well, no, uh, uh, they're talking about, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, they're talking about, uh, Mushnick is like, well, we're done. Yeah. He's like, well, I'm closing the I'm store. Closing the store. Yeah. Uh, Seymour, yeah, there's a curb out there for you to live Basically. on. You know, something Cause, like that. Because Seymour was an orphan and yep. Mushnick took him in. Um, yeah. And then Audrey, Audrey is like, reminds me of me. She's mm-hmm. always optimistic about something. Yeah. She always sees a silver lining. And uh, she's like, wait, but Seymour has this interesting plant. We can just put it in the window. And he's like, you can't just put a plant in the window and people come in. No. And then they bring the plant up. You know, and uh, immediately, immediately someone pops in. <laughs> I notice that strange and unusual plant. This is my favorite guest star because yeah. it's Christopher Guest. It's a Christopher Guest star. <laughs> yeah, Christopher Guest shows up. We know Christopher Guest from uh, being in uh, uh, A Mighty Wind and Jamie Lee Curtis. Well, yeah, he's married to Jamie he's Lee Curtis. He's been in her. Uh- um, <laughs> Waiting Spinal for Guffman. Spi- Spinal Tap might be his most famous. It has to be. D- does he, he do a voice on The Simpsons as well? I can't remember. No, that's Harry Shearer. I know Harry Shearer does, but... No, Christopher Guest, he does... I don't think he's a regular on The Simpsons. He's he been might not on The be. Simpsons. Yeah. Uh, but, but he's, yeah, he's, he's a, everywhere. He's, a, he's an ad-lib ask, actor. Um, yeah, Best in Show. A Mighty Wind. Spinal yeah, all Tap, of those. Waiting for Guffman. Um, for your consideration. Yes. Um, things like that. I um, love him. He's been in other movies. He was in the first Death Wish. Oh. So was Vincent Gardenia. Really? Yeah. Hmm. They both were like, "Hey, Charles Bronson, stop killing people for no reason." <laughs> and Charles Bronson was like, "No, no. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna just kill people." They're like, "Oh man." That's how it went. That's funny. And then Jeff Goldblum rapes his wife. <gasps> it's weird. Weird. Yeah, it's really weird. You watch the movie. When you watch older movies now and you're like, that guy's really famous now. <laughs> what? <laughs> He's uncredited in this movie. You know? Well, I think my favorite, like, early uh, spot appearance is Samuel L. Jackson in Goodfellas. Mm-hmm. It's like... Here, let me put my pants on. Shoot, I'm dead. Oh, <laughs> you're like weird. That's Samuel L. Jackson. You don't do that. But yeah. back then, he was just getting started. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and he was in. He was in Jurassic Park. Yeah. Hold yeah. on to your butts. I know. I mean, I he love didn't even say the MF word. I mean, he's just like hold on to your butts. Well, he, he didn't say hold to on say to that. your mother effing butts. I don't think he really started doing that until Pulp Fiction. Yeah, and probably. then it was like, no, you got to say it all the time now. <laughs> yeah. So Christopher Guest says, "Hey, where'd you get that plant?" And he goes, "Well, you remember a week ago during the total eclipse of the sun." Do 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 do. But I love this one. Yeah. Um, he he walks up to uh the guy that sold the Tank. Hellraiser box <laughs> and says, "Hey." Do you got any unusual plants? And he goes, no, I have a Mogwai. He did not. And this Hellraiser box. <laughs> and he's like, no, thank you. He now walks I, away. <laughs> no, I love I love how uh, with each song, the girls are in a different dress. Oh, absolutely. And this one is Chinese themed, of course. Yeah. And uh, it's just kind of funny because he tells the story. He's like, I, I looked around. There wasn't anything there. Uh 
the eclipse happened and then I heard something and I looked back and there was this plant. Yeah, they showed like a beam of light hitting the uh-huh. thing and then that little spotlight shows it and then it comes back out. And Frank Oz wanted the the Greek chorus to have like a spotlight on them all the time. It just Every seems time that they were shown. Yeah. It makes sense. It does, but... This film is they, gritty. They couldn't do that because it would light too much of the setup. Exactly. And he's like, oh, man. Well, can we make it so that when it rains, they never get wet? Yeah. And they're like, yeah, we could do that. <laughs> oh, okay. So they did that. Uh-huh. And I think we even commented on it when we were watching. We were like, they are bone dry. Uh-huh. And it is raining like hell. Yeah. <laughs> So he's got this plant. Yeah, and he that he tells bought, the story. He bought it for a dollar ninety five. Yes. Even though the 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 Chinese fella didn't really know he had that plant, he still sold it to yeah. him for a dollar ninety five. Well, yeah, it's on his it's on his shelf now. Hey, free inventory. Mm-hmm. I got a book. I always love it uh, when we get extra inventory and we're like, just add it, just add it to stock. <laughs> <laughs> we used to do that with the comic book store too. They they'd send us like. Um, weird, like rough cut black and white things that weren't supposed to be sold. Oh, really? And we'd be like, we'll sell it for double. <laughs> when we did, I mean, somebody out there in Mansfield, Ohio, has a black and white copy of X Men eighty six. Oh, wow! And there's no reason for it to have come to us black and white. We just got it, and we were like. We'll sell it for ten dollars. Yeah, we put a ten dollar tag on that, and somebody bought it. Well, the figure it's rare now. It it probably is more rare than any other book exactly that yeah. person has. Um. So then we learn about Audrey. Yeah. Uh, actually, actually, Christopher Guest buys a hundred dollars worth of roses. Yes. That Mushnick somehow has in his empty store. Exactly. And then other people show up and. They have the best business day they've had in his whole life. Mm-hmm. All because he put that plant out in the window. Yeah. Um, Mushnick wants to take him out to dinner. Audrey has a date. She also has a black eye. We if, mentioned that. Okay. Mm-hmm. We did mention that. From her uh, boyfriend. Yes. Mushnick cares a lot about Audrey. So does, uh, so does Seymour. Well, yeah. But Seymour's like, oh, is that a new eye makeup? Yeah. He wasn't looking at her eyes. <laughs> Her, her her boobs are pushed right up to her chin. Oh, yeah. So, it's and like, it looks painful. Well, no, there's clearly an attraction between the two. Um, but Mushna cares about Audrey and it's like, you really should dump that guy. And it's like, well, it's the only guy I got. Yeah. She's like, she's like, she's got really he's, low self esteem. Uh, he's a professional. Yes. That's what she said. She's, she's got this very uh, quiet voice, it's kind of mousy. Mm hmm. When she sings, though, it comes out awesome. Oh, yeah. Like, she'll start singing in that mousy voice, and then she'll go into a deep falsetto that Mm -hmm. I really enjoy. And Ellen Green was actually on the stage play, and that's why they picked her for this, right? It is one of the reasons why they picked her. Um, She knew the songs. She knew the steps to take. She was Audrey. She's Audrey. Yeah. Uh, She's also Siler's mom. Yeah, I forget about that all the time. <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, originally it was going to be Cindy Lauper. That's she just was, weird to me. 
it's not that weird to me. I can actually see it. It's better than another choice. It would have been Madonna. And I, I just don't see Madonna doing this any justice whatsoever. Because who gives a crap if somebody punches Madonna? <laughs> I don't. Aww. If somebody punched Cindy Lauper, I'd be very angry. I though. would be very angry, yeah. If somebody punches Madonna, I'd be like, what'd she do? Aww. <laughs> anyway, so uh, uh, the Mu- plant. Mushnick the- was going to take them all to dinner, but yeah. she's going with uh, the boyfriend. On a date. And the plant has impeccable timing. Yeah, it's just like, I'm tired now. Yeah. And then it just wilts mm-hmm. a little. And he goes, oh, you got to get that plant back up to health because... Uh, we got to be at work tomorrow. Yeah. And he's like, oh, all right. And the plant looks like a a um, steroided Venus flytrap, yeah, basically. Yeah, a little bit, yeah. Um, named Audrey Two. Yes. He calls her Tooie. Mm-hmm. And then we get our next song, um, Please Grow For Me. <laughs> this is a cute song. I've given you sunlight. I've given you rain. You know? Uh, yeah. He ends up... Uh, Seymour ends up pricking his finger on a rose thorn. Yep. And because the plant just wasn't perking up at all, it suddenly perked up to the blood. Yeah. And so it's like, oh, crap. Seymour discovers that it, it'll lead his blood. Well, you know, a, fly, a Venus flytrap lives off of flies and, um, yes. and water and things but you know I, i've i've heard what it is is that you know it, it lives with its mouth open mm-hmm. and it takes so much energy that you know when you, yeah you, you, you it, can't just poke it and right. have it because you'll kill it yeah it'll die yeah it has to close on like a fly mm-hmm. so that it gets that energy back yep that's exactly how that works um, we had a friend that had a Venus flytrap and couldn't figure out why it died. Oh, Because he's an idiot. <laughs> you know it's who in, you are. It's in the name. Yeah. And and so Audrey Chu grows, and it's a practical effect. It's, it's really cool. It's literally, I think, one of my favorite practical effects in the film mm-hmm. is they, they have a close-up of Audrey that we think is a close-up anyway. But what they're actually doing is that they're zooming in on it, making it look like it's growing. Mm -hmm. All the while, the puppeteers are punching uh, the roots through the can that it's growing in. Mm -hmm. And it just, like, flourishes and it's like, oh. Yeah. You know? It's pretty cool. It's very cool. It looks like it doubles or triples its size. Absolutely. So they did a good job on that. And and we're we're never going to do a movie justice because... We don't use a lot of audio visuals or anything like that. Watch Brad Jones on uh, on uh, the Cinema Snob oh, uh-huh. talk about this movie. Because mm-hmm. usually he's like, "Oh, this movie sucks," and yeah. here's why I I don't <laughs> like this. On this, he's like giddy. He's like, "Ha ha ha," you know. And and I'm the same way. It's like this movie. Like when when I was a kid. I had to see this movie mm-hmm. because Bill Murray was in this movie. Yeah, and Steve Martin. And Steve Martin. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I like those two guys. Uh-huh. They're not in this movie. That's a lie. They they are, but they're... 
They're very short. <laughs> and then, like, I'm like, oh, and the guy from uh, Ghostbusters is in this movie. Yeah. The other guy, not the one guy that I already mentioned, Bill Murray. He's in Ghostbusters as well. Yeah, Rick Moranis. Rick Moranis yeah. is in. And I'm like, oh. And then I watched, I would watch anything uh, to see the movie. Mm. So I'd watch music videos. That's how I watched Ghostbusters originally. Mm-hmm. So I watched two or three music videos uh, and they have clips of the movie in it. And then I'd watch The Tonight Show and they'd show a clip of the movie. Mm-hmm. Or uh, David Letterman and they'd show a clip of the movie. And I'd be like, oh, I saw most of that movie. That's pretty cool. Yeah, there was no Pirate Bay <laughs> no. in the 80s. <laughs> but I watched The Tonight Show and Ellen Green was on there promoting the movie also promoting the off-Broadway play because she went back to that mm-hmm. after she did the movie with the original actor who played Seymour. Um, and then they sang Suddenly Seymour on stage at The Tonight Show. And I just fell in love with that song. Really? Yeah. Hmm. So anyway, It's a good song. Anyway. anyway uh, we see Seymour. He's gone to Skid, Ro- Skid Row Radio. Yes, he's promoting the plant. Yes. And... He's like sitting there. There's some weird scenery here. Yeah, there is. <laughs> um, sitting next to him is an old man with like mechanical wings. At one point, uh, there's another guy that's arguing with a puppet. Uh-huh. Uh There's a singer of some sort. That old guy with the freaking wings, though, freaked me out. <laughs> it, it almost reminds me of Beetlejuice, where he, the guy's sitting there and he looks to his right, and there's a guy with a shrunken head. Yeah, you know that uh-huh. kind of weirdness. Uh-huh. And then, of course, Audrey too is just sitting in Seymour's arms. And then there's this woman with a red dress. She bends over, and Audrey just wants to eat her butt. Yep, like literally, yeah, chomp down. Like, ah, 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 ah. <laughs> and it's funny because uh, Seymour doesn't realize it until Audrey starts to move. Yeah. And he's like, oh, no, you know. <laughs> well, the funny thing is that, you know, Rick Moranis is the puppeteer here. Oh, yeah. And and, he, and he's like trying to, he's just like. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, and I'm like, that's funny uh-huh. in its own right, uh-huh. because he has to act like he's clueless. Right. Even though he's doing something we go into the radio store or the radio station and it's wink wilkerson's wacky weird wonders or something, something like, that. like that it's a whole alliteration weird. Of weird. <laughs> and it's played by john candy and it's so nice to see john i candy. miss john candy um he died way too soon uh he's just fat and an alcoholic probably yeah i'm sure there was a lot of drug use in his past too yeah uh, also an SCTV alum, mm-hmm. as well as Rick Moranis. Yep. So they knew each other from that. I'm surprised I didn't see Eugene Levy in this movie. Yeah. Or Dick Miller, really. Dick Miller would have been a great cameo yeah. in here. Um, but he tells the story, um, and Mushnick is like, mention the address. Yeah. Mention the address. <laughs> And, of course, Seymour doesn't. No. But uh, Wink asks them, where did he get that plant? And he starts to do the song, and then they, they yeah. end it so that you don't hear it again. Yeah, it's not like it's some kind of, like, ongoing gag no. where he just tells the story over yeah. and over again. 
Uh, and we see, uh, we're, we're, we, he's done with the interview and everything, and we see Audrey running into the flower shop. Yes. Did I miss it? And he's like, uh, Mushnik's like, of course you missed it. And she, her arm is in a lace sling. Yes, yeah, like a little black lace sling. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, did you get tied up? And she's like, no, just handcuffed a little. Yeah. I'm like, oh. <laughs> Yeah, there's a lot of inappropriateness to oh, what absolutely. she says, but she's so sweet, and, and it she, doesn't feel like it. She dresses like uh, floozy most a of the movie. A little bit. No, a lot. Okay, yeah. I mean, she's she's got that cleavage going on. She's mm-hmm. got very tight outfits, um, and she's just got that plunging neckline. And plus, she has the neck of a giraffe anyway. Her she's neck, a very tall woman. Her and neck very thin. is literally twelve yeah. inches long. Yeah. So I mean. She's just got this slim figure body, and 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 yeah, she dresses like a floozy. Mm-hmm. And so, so the 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 girls, Chiffon, Crystal, and Ronette, they say, "Hey, man, you got to get rid of that that guy." And she's like, "Oh, he's a professional. I can't. He makes money. Mm-hmm. He makes more money than I make." Hey, yeah. Uh, They're like, "Well, why can't you find a nice guy?" Well, a nice guy wouldn't want me. Yeah. Because she's used to trash. Well, she's got a very bad self-image of herself. Mm-hmm. And that's what happens when you, you know, you're down for so long. Yeah. And they're and like, what they're about like, Seymour? Yeah. And she goes, well, Seymour's just a friend. He's not, you know, interested and in me. And then suddenly, like, ding, are ding. you freaking kidding me? Yeah. That yeah. dude wants to be all up in your guts. That's, that's gross. <laughs> Uh, and then she like thinks about it, goes into her home, and then we get the song "Somewhere That's Green." I love this song. This movie doesn't really uh, doesn't have any down points for me. Mm-hmm. This song is a good song. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not my favorite song out of the whole movie, right? It, if I were have to do a top. 10 of the songs in this movie this would be number 10 but really? they're all good songs huh yeah I like this one the only thing that's really it's it's kind of funny is she's singing they show Better Homes and Garden uh, yeah. magazine she wants this perfect life out in in the tiki tack yeah. box houses you know yeah. but the line uh, with a, a, a fence a real chain link and I'm like who, who wants a chain link fence in yeah, I know. in the in the suburbs and in no, the no, picket and in the and in the visuals <laughs> that they give us it's a it's a white picket fence exactly uh, it's a manicured lawn it's a pot bellied Seymour mowing his uh-huh. lawn that What's is funny? obviously carpet yeah <laughs> and and they've got the two kids two kids one looks like her one They're looks like him enormous twelve inch screen TV they have that gigantic twelve inch screen. <laughs> And they're watching I Love Lucy. Yeah. And I'm like, what year is this? It's the 1960s. Yeah. Uh, when I, I remember our first television, uh, when we moved back to Ohio, uh-huh. it was a 12 inch black and white. Oh yeah. And we would sit real close to it and watch. Mm-hmm. Our first color TV, I think was probably about that size. Yep. And I think my parents paid a lot of money for it. And now we have a movie screen. I can't. <laughs> I mean, 
we have way too big of a TV. Yeah. <laughs> um, but she's she's just like, but I'll never get that. He's too nice of a guy, and I'm too trashy of a woman. Yeah. And then we get uh, Steve Martin. The Greek chorus sings "Some Fun Now." Oh. Uh-huh. And it's just them sitting singing on top of a building. And it's kind of giving us a rundown of what's going on. Audrey's still getting beat up. Seymour's feeding this plant most of his blood. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the the shop is doing well. He gets spruced up. It's got a new paint job. Everything's great inside the store. But everything around it is becoming more and more broken down. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, yeah, Audrey comes in. And she's, I think she has a neck brace on. I can't remember. She's... I can't remember either. Uh, it's kind of like some kind of a mock-up of a neck brace, though. It's kind of like like furry. Mm. I, I don't remember. I, it's either that or that. I'm thinking of uh, Joel Gertner from ECW. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't remember her having a neck brace. I, I don't I don't either. I just watched Hardcore Homecoming oh. <laughs> uh, the other day, and he was wearing a... A, a fur neck brace. That's funny. And I was like, I bet Audrey would wear one of those. I guarantee it. <laughs> um, but they, they, they're they talking and then she he says, what kind of guy, what kind of guy would do this to a woman? Mm-hmm. And then they cut to Steve Martin. I said this last time mm-hmm. in a, in a, in a, in a podcast that cannot be listened to. <laughs> but... If you're going to have a movie and you don't want it, uh, you don't want one of your characters to distract from the rest of the movie. You don't hire Steve Martin. Right. He's going to eat that scene. Mm -hmm. And then people will only remember that scene. Yeah. However, in the 1960s, The Little Shop of Horrors. The scene in question is the dentist who I don't know who the dentist was, mm-hmm. but it was Jack Nicholson who played the patient. Yeah. The, the, the masochistic patient that mm-hmm. wanted his teeth drilled in, you know, um, he was the one I remembered, but this song is called you'll be a dentist mm-hmm. and it tells his story. Yeah. Um, he dresses like Elvis from the comeback special. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, black hair, which is, it, it was so weird back then for me to see Steve Martin with black hair because uh-huh. he's always had gray hair. Yeah. Um, gray or white. Um, just like me. Yeah. Except I, I, I had brown hair back then. But your, your hair didn't, it turned fast, but it wasn't as fast as his. No. Um, but we, I knew Steve Martin from The Jerk mm-hmm. and Roxanne and, uh. SNL. SNL. His King Tut is like my favorite thing he's ever done ever. And I would watch commercials like uh, they used to do these hour long commercials for his uh, stand up special. Oh. And I'd watch it and going, I saw some of that special. I was a sad child. (laughs) Um, He has a motorcycle. Yeah. And when he gets off the motorcycle, he looks at it and then the motorcycle stops. I know. So it's supernatural yeah it was kind of funny though because the greek chorus are like singing on the street 
And I watched them specifically during this whole long take of mm-hmm. him coming into the building and punching his nurse. And he comes into the building and they're still dancing out there until until they sweep away from him. So like they sat they stood out there and danced to a song when they weren't even needed anymore. Oh weird. Yeah. I didn't even notice that. I, I kinda try and like pick things out of yeah. the background now. But yeah, he punches his nurse a couple times. Like, hits her with the door. Hits her with the door. He just thinks he's hilarious. Um, scares a child. Like he comes into his uh, waiting room and he's like stalking him, like with his hands all out and like, I'm gonna get you. And he walks up to this kid who's just like paying attention to her doll, uh-huh. and he twists the doll's head off. And I found out <laughs> through behind the scenes commentary that. He wasn't supposed to do that. Uh-uh. He just did it because he thought it'd be funny to see her reaction. And it and, was. <laughs> yeah. Her eyes just go, what? <laughs> that wasn't supposed to happen. I love ad-libbing when it works. Yes. And this was a great example yeah. of that. And we'll talk about ad-libbing in a little bit. Uh, so we meet the dentist. His mom told him he'd be a great dentist because he a loves psycho. to hurt people. Yeah. And we know that he loves to hurt Audrey. And it's sad. Then we get to a scene with Seymour and Audrey, too. Dewey's grown quite a bit. Yes. And Seymour meets the doctor and he doesn't quite like him. Mm-hmm. He's already got preconceived notions of what this guy's going to be like anyway. Oh, yeah. And he's seen, he's seen what, you know, Audrey's yeah. come home looking like. And he's like, he's like, uh, oh, I know your name. Your name is uh, Cecil. No. It's uh, S- Simon. No. Seymour. <laughs> Shut up, woman. <laughs> you know, and that kind of thing. Uh-huh. And... She, he'd, he'd, he he makes her call something. him doctor. Yeah. yeah. He'd say something and she goes, yes. Yes, what? Yes, doctor. <laughs> so. He's such a meanie. <laughs> yeah. But he's addicted to nitrous. Yeah. That uh, shouldn't be a thing. Takes it a lot. He goes in. He's talking to Audrey, too. And he's like, oh, no, too. He, she, he, she could do much better and blah, blah, blah. Uh-huh. And then, and then uh, Audrey, too speaks for the first time mm-hmm. and we know from the original film that eventually that plant was going to talk oh yeah we know from all the uh all the uh commercials oh, that yeah i watched that audrey was going to talk feed me it took a long time for audrey to it talk it really did yeah and audrey says feed me and he's like what <laughs> so if this was a real world situation, mm-hmm. I would have killed that plant a long time yeah, ago. Yeah, I would have taken an axe to that thing and just destroyed it. I'd have burned it. Given it to the prison. That way none of the seeds. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, burn it. And so we get into this kind of a song and dance number where Audrey's singing a song and... He's like, he's like, I can give you this, I can give you that, you know. Um, Those TV deals and yeah. everything, you know. 
What does he say? How about a Harley machine riding around like I was James Dean? Yeah, uh, and they mentioned dating Hedy Lamar. Yeah. And I'm like, wasn't Hedy Lamar kind of old in the 60s? I don't know. Well, she was part of World War II, uh, you know, with sonar and, and you know, mm-hmm. Wi-Fi range. And she was probably... 20s, 30s there, so... Yeah. I was like, she might be a little old in the 60s. I don't know. I'd still date Julie Newmar. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. And I think she's dead. <laughs> Actually, she might be. I'm not sure. <laughs> no, uh, uh, I just remembered something. Uh, on Peacock, I was scrolling through some of their offerings, and they had Elvira. Yeah. Yeah. And she's still hot. She she's is so pretty. 70. Yeah, she's really good looking still. Mhm. Um, but anyway, uh they see they see Audrey and the dentist back at her yeah. apartment. And so Audrey had fallen off the machine, the the Harley. Uh-huh. He made her run all and the way he back. He makes her run all the way back to her apartment and the whole time she's like, "Sorry, doctor. Sorry, doctor. Sorry, doctor." Been <laughs> like I'd have wanted to murder this guy, too. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, they're watching. You see a silhouette in her room, and you see that he hits her. Mm-hmm. And the first time I saw that, my heart sank deep into my balls. Yeah. I was like, oh. Yeah, nobody should do that. Nobody hits my Audrey. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, I laughed at her black eye, though. <laughs> oh, well. Uh, I guess I'm the jerk. Yeah. Uh, so this this turns Seymour uh, Seymour was really conflicted, but then he sees Audrey being beaten, and he's like, "Guy looks like plant food to me." Yeah. Which they have a little uh, duet here about mm-hmm. that, and so uh, I think they they like sleep on it. Yeah, it's like the next day. Mm-hmm. So. The dentist is at work, and uh, he he's got one last patient, <laughs> and it happens to be the second time you don't want to distract anything <laughs> from your movie. Uh-huh. Like, if you want to make a movie about a thing, and then you go, we should put something in this movie that's funny... But not distracting. Yeah. You don't hire Bill Murray for this job. <laughs> no. <laughs> so you get, he they, they got Bill Murray to play the masochist patient uh-huh. who loves. He's like bouncing up and down in his chair. He can't He's wait. so excited. And so when his patient that he's been working on comes out, it's a teenage girl with this yeah, like saw looking headgear yeah and he's like what did he do and then and she can't talk she's like eh. oh and did they oh uh-huh. eh. yeah oh okay yeah <laughs> and he's kind of getting off on that yeah which is a little weird because she's clearly a <laughs> child um he's, he's not like, getting he's I not getting off on the, the girl but you know it's still uncomfortable so uh kid leaves uh c martin comes out and he's like who's next it's this is Does this? he have an appointment? And the, the nurse is leaving. Yeah, she's like, I don't know. She's like, whatever. Yeah. You know? And so he, he brings him in and he starts putting in the, the little the mouth cotton. foamies. Yeah. yeah. 
And I'm like, he's been to too many dentists. Yeah, he does that. He gets himself ready in a chair. He adjusts the light. He even mentions he'd been to a dentist on like Monday and Tuesday mm-hmm. and possibly Wednesday. Yeah, and he's like, he's like, I definitely need root canal. Yeah. And if you look inside of oh, his mouth. Oh, he needs some work. He's got some rotten teeth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's not, it does not look good no, at all. No, no. <laughs> um, so, so uh, Steve Martin's like. He's really annoyed by this guy, too. Yeah, he's like, how can I cause this guy more pain than usual? Yeah. So he pulls out this tray of tools. Which I have never seen some of those at a dentist's office. No, but we have seen them when they were trying to fix the Joker's face in Batman 1989. They're the exact same tools. It's kind of funny. Yeah. Uh, Warner Brothers. Yeah. Damn. You use what you got laying around. It's like it's like when uh, when young Frankenstein used all the original equipment from the original nineteen thirty eight Frankenstein really? movie or nineteen forty. Yeah, uh, yeah, and 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 then Ed Wood, uh, the movie Ed Wood, uh-huh. they used some of the same props from Frankenstein as well. Oh, that's cool. So I like that. It's like I'm not going near that thing. <laughs> can't remember what he said but it was profanity laden yes um but anyway so he pulls out this uh paisley looking thing it's like a tongue he grabs his tongue with it well no that yeah that was the other thing but the paisley thing had like it looked like uh blades on the outside and random and i'm like what do you use that on you saw the mouth out no (laughs) (laughs) So he works on Bill Murray for a while, and apparently behind the scenes, um, the editor couldn't really piece together much of the dialogue. Oh. Because Bill Murray kept saying different things every time. <laughs> and when you edit, you need to say the same thing over well, yeah, and that over way again. You can that clip way you it can together. get the best take. Yeah. Um, but Bill Murray would just say random crap. Because he ad libs so much. Yeah. So the editor had some trouble putting this scene together, but I'm glad he did. Yeah, it, it turned out well. Yeah, and so, all the while, Seymour's now in the waiting room. And so they're done with Bill Murray's character. He actually kicks Bill Murray out. Yeah, and uh, and Bill Murray almost stole a, a piece of equipment. The Paisley thing. Yeah. Yeah. And that's that with that. And he's he, he goes up to Seymour with it, and he goes... Does this scare you? And Seymour's like, yeah. <laughs> Come on back here. <laughs> Come back here. I got something to show you. <laughs> he doesn't remember him from the night before. He eventually first. does. Yeah. He goes, he looks in his mouth. He goes, oh, yeah, you're going to need some work. Shows a mouth of like, I a think wolf? a dying yeah. a bonobo or something. I don't know what it's it was. Some kind of uh, dog. Animal. He's like, this could happen to you. Yeah. And it probably could. Nah. There's a lady I work with. I swear her teeth have rotten out of her mouth the whole time I've met her. She has like a half a tooth in the front. Oh, no. She got the smile of a dead (laughs) jack-o'-lantern. I'm just saying. She just like... I'm glad we wear masks. Yeah. Because she's got really pretty eyes. I'll tell you what. The end. I like masks, 
because I don't have to talk to random people. Yeah. I don't have to smile at them. I still smile underneath my mask because that's just who I am. But I don't have to go out of my way. Yeah. (laughs) And so anyway. Yeah. Um, He pulls out this drill that you have to like pump with your foot. It's rusty. It's It's rusty. It's probably like original. He's like, this is an antique. Yeah. He goes, yeah, but he goes, dull too. (laughs) I'm like, oh. (laughs) He goes, I'm going to need the nitros for this. And Seymour's like, thank goodness. Yeah. He goes, not for you. I was like, why is he actually going to go through with letting this man (laughs) into his mouth? He's He's there to kill him. He's like, not for you, for me. And he puts on this apparatus, like scuba diving equipment. Uh, it's ridiculous. And, and, and like you can see like these uh, inflatable uh, balls, you know, uh-huh. around the nose. And he's getting pumped full of nitrous. And then Seymour pulls out the gun. Of course, this makes him laugh so hard. Oh, yeah. There's two movies I've ever seen where they use nitrous to kill somebody. Mm-hmm. It's this movie and the Radioland Murders. Yes. Which... Everyone should watch that movie. Everyone should watch the Radio Land Murders. It's hard to find. It is. It barely made it to DVD. It's not yeah. on Blu-ray. It might be on Amazon Prime. You might have to buy it. Maybe. Um, it's one of my favorite George Lucas movies. Yeah. Um, it's, directed it's by good. directed by George Lucas, and not about space. No. But is about a Jedi. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> anyway, back to this movie. Yeah. So Seymour pulls out the gun. He's like, a gun? <laughs> <laughs> He's got this weird accent. <laughs> yeah. He's like from the South but lives in New York. It happens. Uh, no, it doesn't. Just talk to my friends from New York. They're like, you guys all talk about sweet tea and eating collard greens. And I go, nobody talks about either one of those things. No. You're a moron. Um, yeah. Your version of the South is Ma and Pa Kettle. Oh, God. It's. <laughs> yeah. Like when we first moved to Arkansas, I was concerned. And then I was like, oh, this is t- this is just like Ohio. It's a thousand degrees hotter. Yeah. <laughs> Slightly more racist. And so, <laughs> Steve Martin accidentally kills himself. What's funny, though, is uh, he he kind of asks Seymour for help. And he goes, what did I do to you? And then... Uh, he goes, it's not what you did to me. It's what you did to her. He goes, oh. He goes, no, he goes, who? Oh. oh. Yeah. And then he dies. Yeah. And I was like, well, technically he didn't murder, but he's an accessory. Yeah. There was a crime committed. So, <laughs> we the next thing we see is Seymour with this body bag yep. dragging down a set of stairs from like the L train or something. Yeah, from a subway. Yeah, yeah and I'm like, somebody would have reported him. No, he's just going to Skid Row with his bag. He went from uptown to downtown. Mm-hmm. Somebody would have said <laughs> something. <laughs> <laughs> and he keeps like I called it what did I call it dead body slapstick yeah yeah I put down dead body slapstick uh-huh, uh-huh. because they keep he keeps ramming the head of the dead body into curbs yes drops it downstairs um, eventually gets it to Mushnick's and then he cuts up the body and feeds it to Audrey but mm. Mushnick sees 
him cut up the body. Yes. And I have a feeling that he didn't need to cut the body up. Probably didn't. Yeah. I mean, nobody else got cut up. Yeah. So the next morning, Seymour wakes up and uh, he looks out his window and he sees that the cops are talking to Audrey. Mm -hmm. And so he goes out his door of his room in the basement. Yeah. Not through. Not through the shop. The shop at all. Yeah. Let's just say that one more time. He does not go through the shop at all. No. Where Audrey is. Yeah. Audrey too, I mean. Well, you know, when he brought the body in, he didn't go through the shop either. Mm-mm. He went through the back. Yeah. Yeah. So. Just saying. Just remember that for later. There's just, you know. Plot one hole. One gigantic plot hole here that <laughs> I don't quite like. Audrey talked to the police. Seymour went out there to find out, you know what happened uh-huh. and he knows, but she's like he's missing she seems relieved she's guilty that she's relieved mm-hmm. and seymour's like hey chin up girl <laughs> and then she said you know she used to work in the gutter i mean the gutter yeah and he's like the gutter yeah the gutter <laughs> what's the gutter the gutter's this gentleman's club up the road, you know. So she was probably stripping. Yeah, she was a stripper. She used to wear uh, loose-fitting clothing. No. What did she say? Um, uh, what did she say? Because it was something about... Uh, how she used to dress. It, it slutty, wasn't basically. like respectable clothing like what she wears now. Yeah, and she's <laughs> not wearing respectable clothing at all. Uh, the social commentary is kind of funny. Yeah. And so they sing Suddenly Seymour, mm-hmm. which I told you earlier that I really love this it's song. It's probably the best one. Yeah. Um, and it's just about how, you know, he likes her. And, and how she's accepting that she really likes him, too. Yeah. And they, they have a little kissy. Yep, they kiss. And they're now a couple. And uh, when he goes back to the shop, Tui opens the door for him because he's kind of in love with yep. And then uh, Seymour is confronted by Mushnick. Yes. Mushnick has a gun. Probably the same gun that uh, Seymour didn't use on uh, Steve Martin. It's probably like the store gun. He's like, I saw what you did. You cut him up. You didn't have to do that. You could have reported him. You know, that kind Mm -hmm. of deal. And he's like, no, you don't understand. I didn't kill him. He was already dead. I just, you know. He didn't even get that far. Yeah. Um, but Mushnick's flaw here is that his back is towards Audrey. Yeah. And he keeps backing up towards Audrey. Right. And then Chewy. the song, the song It's Supper Time is playing. Yeah, it's real subtle. Come on, come on. The girls do a really good job here. Yeah. yeah. It's supper time. That kind of deal. And, and then, uh, uh, Chewy. Yeah, he turns around. Because something happens and I think he he Mushnick gets turns around. Or something. Tui's mouth is wide agape. He leans forward into the mouth, going, "What the heck is this?" Uh-huh. And then chomp. Yep. This was the second time in the movie where I went, "Oh my gosh!" <laughs> I never saw the first movie. I never oh. saw the original at this point. Uh huh. I watched it. A couple months after I saw this movie. Yeah. And I wasn't let down. I was just creeped out 
Well, yeah, the creepiest thing about the original is that every person he eats becomes a flower bud. Yeah. Their faces. I'm like, that's creepy. Yeah, it, it was so weird. <laughs> like, I kind of want to go go ahead and watch it again um, after we do this podcast. Uh, so Seymour becomes very famous after this. Oh, yeah. Apparently, he just now owns Mushnicks. Well, Mushnick's not around. The plant is getting more popularity. Yeah, TV crews, TV deals, TV spots, yep. radio spots. Uh, he's in magazines. Mm-hmm. Uh, Audrey is now dressing without showing her boobs. Mm-hmm. She's so she's much more, much conservative. more conservative now. Um, you know, showing her shift in personality mm-hmm. where she's not that loose woman of the night. Yeah. She's now a good old christian woman yeah (laughs) uh i I put down here that the greek chorus basically narrates this part because they're just they're just showing us through song Mm -hmm. how life has become almost too big yeah for seymour yeah he's getting agitated by all the fanfare yeah and he comes in at this point he comes into the store and it's just packed full of people. He had to fight through a crowd to get into the store anyway. Mm-hmm. There's a TV crew there. He's They want to do an interview. And then Audrey, too, just falls over. It's like the radio host or the TV host is like, um, how do we fix this? And he goes, he's just hungry. Okay, well, just feed it then. No, I can't feed him now. Well, why not? Where's the plant food? Well, you're the plant food. He, Get in that thing. He goes, He goes. it doesn't eat plant food. And they all kind of just look around like, what? Yeah. You know? Then, then uh, he, he just tells everybody to get out. He goes back to the back. Audrey follows. But it feels like it's not immediate because when they come back, everybody's gone. And it would have yeah. taken a while to get rid of all that crap. Yeah. So, yeah, they're they're all gone. And he's like, we got to get out of here. Well, she mentions how they're going to come back tomorrow and they're going to have a really big check. And Seymour's eyes open big. And he's like, a really big check. Let's get married and get out of here. And so they just get married. That's their plan. Yeah. And she goes, I'm going to go pack right now. So she goes home, gets into a wedding dress and starts packing. Yes. She had a wedding dress. (laughs) Maybe she had been planning on marrying this other guy. The dentist. It would have had to have been an off-white. Doesn't matter. Not a virgin. That's true. Anyway, that well, they proved in the first five minutes of Audrey's existence that she was not a virgin. <laughs> Just already had. But um, uh, it, it was weird that she was already in a wedding dress. Yeah. So Seymour goes to the meat market to feed Audrey too. And during that time, Audrey too goes to the payphone using his no. roots. Oh, yes. And pulling system <laughs> using a lot of energy that that plant probably doesn't have. Yeah, yeah. To call Audrey. Yes. And he's singing to her. What's weird You're is she goes Seymour fun now. Yeah, he she's like Seymour and he's like, "No. You're looking pretty <laughs> fine." <laughs> so if a plant would have called me from across the street and I saw this, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have go. gone across the street. No, I'd look over there and go, huh, I'm going to Ohio. 
That's where I'd, <laughs> I'm. I'm moving east now. No, I'd be that like that thing is there. I'm moving more farther west. I, I'd be actually. like, I'm gonna burn that place down. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. Let me look up Molotov cocktail. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you're looking pretty fine. I think it's supper time. Yeah, that's after she's already in there. So. At this point, we know that uh, Seymour's away. Mm-hmm. She goes in there. She's talking to him. To, well, she's trying to communicate with the plant. Then the plant tries to eat her. Eats her. She dies. Seymour finds the dead body, feeds it to Audrey, gets into an argument with Audrey too. Gets eaten himself. And then Audrey too takes over the world. And that was the original ending. And that's the original <laughs> ending. That's not the ending we get. No. Uh, it tested poorly. Which and, is a shame. Yeah. I, I think, honestly, if if the original ending would have happened, I would have kind of gotten bummed out. Because been Audrey like, and Seymour died. Yeah, because yeah. you follow these two and you're like, oh, just be there man yeah you're the champions <laughs> you're both dead now though yep. it would have been it would have been, been bad yeah looking back on that though i think that it would have been an epic ending oh yeah we've seen it on youtube mm-hmm. you can watch the original ending on youtube i watched an interview where a guy like some somebody was talking to Frank Oz and Frank Oz goes, "Yeah, I got the original ending. It's in my car." <laughs> and the guy goes, "What do you mean original ending?" Yeah. He goes, "Oh, you know, we spent 5 million dollars and did this really epic ending where everybody dies." And the guy goes, "You did what?" <laughs> yeah, yeah, everybody dies. He goes, "I got to see it." It was it was fully um, it was fully produced. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it was in black and white. Frank Oz's copy was in oh, black and white. Uh-huh. And he showed it to this guy and this guy goes, we could, we, we could, we could put that on a DVD. Uh-huh. And Frank's like, yeah, Warner Brothers doesn't want it. <laughs> and so they did eventually colorize it, cleaned it up mm-hmm. and put it on a special edition DVD where, uh, the original movie with the original ending mm-hmm. and then the uh, movie with the uh, theatrical theatrical ending. Mm-hmm. So you can watch it in its completion on this DVD that I can't find. Yeah. Uh, they probably didn't make very many of them either. Yeah. It's like, it's like when you want to see like the original cut of Justice League. Uh-huh. You can't. Yeah. It, it doesn't exist. Um, Richard Donner's Superman 2 eventually got released. Mm-hmm. But it was so separate from the original. You're like, how was this even, how was this even the same movie? Exactly. Yeah. Um, but anyway. So this movie ends with a different end. Yes. Completely different ending. So... Seymour saves Audrey from yes. being eaten. She's a little torn up. Yeah, she's a little. She's uh, gonna need a bloodied. new wedding dress. Yeah, um, 
Jim Belushi shows up. Yes. And wants to take snips of Audrey 2 and make little Audrey 2 babies out of it and uh-huh. sell them worldwide. Yeah. And they're like, you monster. Yeah. You psycho. <laughs> and, and Jim Belushi's character is like, what? Yeah. He doesn't know. Yeah. Originally, it was this other actor Uh who, after Audrey dies, showed up and and did this whole thing, but he wasn't available, so they had to to recast him, and they added Jim Belushi. And so, Seymour goes in and confronts Audrey, too. He's going to kill Audrey, too, with a gun Mm -hmm. that apparently has 12 bullets in it. I, at least it had 12. way more than I think six. I, counted, I think I counted 12. Yeah, it had way more than it should have. And uh, he sings Mean Green Mother from Outer Space. Yes. It is an Academy Award winning song. Isn't that the first one with a curse word in it as well? It is the first profanity laden song ever to win an Oscar. Set a trend. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. The uh, the Uncle Effer song from South Park is the second one. Is it really? No, that's stupid. I was going to say. That's a dumb song. Why no, did that I think, win? I think Blame Canada Blame won. Blame Canada was nominated. Nominated. It didn't win. Okay. No. Uh, so they confront you know, uh, the, the, the plant is electrocuted eventually after they brought the whole place down. Yes. Seymour well, Audrey brought the whole place down. Yeah. Natui. Seymour electrocutes him. Audrey explodes. Seymour and Audrey, original Audrey, get that place that's green with uh, devious undertones. Yeah, there's a a little bitty Audrey, too, Mm -hmm. uh, stuck out in the front. And I'm like, there was going to be an invasion anyway. Yeah, And I was like, what's it been eating this whole time? Cats? (laughs) <laughs> so this this movie is kind of like a throwback. It's a throwback to the blob. Um, anything that came from outer space to destroy the world. Um, your Plan Nine from outer All space. All those 1950s. Yeah. Movies. Uh, and and it it really did a good job. Oh yeah, it's an excellent movie. The theatrical, uh, not theatrical. The musical. Uh, off-Broadway musical. Yeah, everybody died in that. Yeah. Um, in the original movie, Mushnik doesn't die, I don't think, but everybody else does. Hmm. And there's a higher body count oh, yeah. in the original. Yeah. Uh, the original Audrey from that movie yeah. is the neighbor woman in Gremlins. Yeah. No. Yes. It's Dick Miller's wife. In Gremlins. Yeah, she was the neighbor. Yeah, they were neighbors. That's what I said. I thought you meant Polly Pureheart or whatever her name is. No, 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 no. No, their neighbor. Yeah. And Dick Miller was in the original, I think, as well, too. So, um, it's kind of a little neat puppet movie to puppet movie. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. We love our puppets around here. (laughs) So, anyway, that's the movie. We did this before, so if this sounds too scripted it's because we've already talked about this yeah but we really wanted to do this movie yeah like i said it's like one of the top musicals for me it's probably the top musical for me um it's a great halloween movie too yeah i like this i like uh nightmare before christmas Mm -hmm. 
I would say those are my two favorite Halloween movies. I've, I go to them all the time, though. So anyway, if you like this podcast, give us a follow on Facebook. We are Happy Funtime Movie Hour. We are also on Twitter. We are at Funtime Movies 1. That is Funtime Movies and the number one. Go and uh, you know listen to us on your favorite platform, including Spotify, Stitcher, Pandora, um, iTunes. Everything. Google Podcasts. Anything. Podcast Plus. Podcast <laughs> Premium. Piddly Piddly Podcast. Podchaser. Podchaser. Um, you follow us anywhere, really. And uh, if you don't like us, don't listen to us. You're a jerk if you're listening. <laughs> all right. So with all that said, go watch a movie.